Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Templeton Elliott, and I'm joined, as always, by Mike Munsonrider and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite. This week, we're talking about the rock star mentality in skateboarding. But first, you know we got to talk about the spot-sharing economy, because Mike just wrote a piece for Quarter Snacks on the subject. Mike, uh, can I get a pin for that spot that was on your Instagram? <laughs> Uh, but seriously, how'd this piece come together? Uh, it legitimately started with me tweeting at Quarter Snacks one day when they were talking about uh, their spot page and how during pandemic it'd be like a nice time to update it and do all that. And I was wondering if anybody had ever written like a big story on the phenomena, the ins and outs of like websites offering up guides to spots in cities. Yeah, from there, it kind of morphed into its current form, which is talking to a bunch of, well, three uh, skate photographers and videographers just about, like, how do they get spots? How do they catalog spots? How do you go about sharing spots with people when, um, you know, I spoke to Atiba Jefferson and, uh, you know, it, like, matters for his job how he handles people in their spots. So that's what the piece is all about. And yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I, I set out to include some spot web page people, but frankly, they never got back to me. And it was interesting enough with uh, the media types. Ativa was the first interview I did, and he had enough to say that I you know, just figured other guys in that line of work are going to have something to say. What Go other ahead. sites are there that like catalog spots? I think there was one for Barcelona. Yeah, there's a Barcelona one, and the the particular one I was reaching out to, it's escaping me right now, but it's an app, and it's got multiple cities, and it might be Canadian-based. So oh, I've, I've, yeah, what the hell was that app? Damn. I, I got all the details but the name. <laughs> it's yeah, like a, uh, a, a mystery that our listeners can solve. Absolutely. It yeah, so... It was it was something like predictable, like skate spot or something. I think, damn. But yeah, I do remember that coming out. I thought it was lame. Yeah, I mean, there's kind of. I, I think it's not an Omerta, like Omerta type thing. Like it's not mafia, but there's definitely like some rules that are definitely unspoken about it. And like the media guys are, are again in kind of their own category, but it's like something I feel like they they have to think about more often than just skaters. But um, yeah, I mean, the the anecdote I had in, in the intro to that piece about like actually filming a trick that I like busted my ass for <laughs> with a real camera, put it on my Instagram page and it took no time for someone to be like, hey, where is that? And then like another dude was just like, oh, it's at the corner of Franklin and whatever. And it's like, <laughs> why you got to do that in my comments? So <laughs> what, what do you guys think on the topic? Like at Templeton, you were... A professional filmer like how did how did it come up uh yeah i i really enjoyed the article and yeah it kind of thank you brought me back uh to my days as a skate filmer you know atiba was talking about the thomas guide and you know how that's kind of like your bible for you know la county and interestingly enough last week i was in an old box of photos looking for photos of my old ramp to like go with last week's discussion and i found a bunch of photos from my old spot book and on the back of those photos, it says, like, I've got one right in front of me. It says, it's like a, a four block. And it says, San Fernando, map number 482, 210 freeway, exit McClay, left on first before train tracks. Wow. So it's like, <laughs> that's where the spot is. Yeah. So, like, just, when you say spot book, 
Templeton are in like the parlance of filmers. Is that like a binder with a bunch of photos? Yeah, like mine was like literally I went to a thrift store and got like a photo album and put these oh, yeah. four by six photos in it. And yeah, looking at them now, they're like this really interesting relic of like, you know, they're almost kind of like uh, like these banal urban landscapes. And then like, you know, a handful of them have pro skaters in it. And it's like, oh, this is like Scott Johnston in 2001. <laughs> like it's just like weird that i have these little artifacts i'm like so glad that i still have them you know i've like i'm sure i can't find the the film for them or anything but it's like an interesting artifact and like yeah kind of crucial to especially in la because it's so huge and so spread out there's so many spots like you you got to have some way to keep it and keep it organized or else there's no way to to like get anything done i guess but mike you're sorry i'm Jason, what do you have to say? I'm talking too much. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I had no idea that this whole uh, kind of like etiquette existed with, you know, locals get spots first, blah, blah, blah. I pretty much never ask people for spots unless they're like a good friend that I skate with anyway. You know what I mean? If I see something on Instagram. So, yeah, one interesting thing was what like the urban legend about people like breaking or locking up rails and shit there was one guy that was on zero that i heard did that a lot or a couple times so i thought i always thought that was an interesting kind of stupid urban legend or whatever i feel like that's taking it a little far you know like it's fine to keep your spot quiet and save it for yourself but if somebody else finds it then like you know it's fair game you can't fucking lock up a spot i feel like i've got some like a, a clip in my head from the credits of some video it seems like a trans world video in my mind's eye but like even people cutting sections out of rails to make them you know again render it unskatable i think that's like yeah that's some insane mentality yeah i mean that's extremely fucked up because you're like <laughs> you're like ruining ruining it for everybody you know if, if some kid wants to go and board side that rail or something they can and also, it's like fucks up that whole spot for skateboarding. You know, maybe there's a curb around the corner or whatever, but whoever owns that building is going to be pretty mad that their handrail got cut. Yeah, it's like it's skateboarding. It's it's skateboarding. Whole yeah. whole take right there. It's just skateboarding. Yeah, exactly. I remember yeah. hearing a story about that happening, and uh, the, somebody cut the middle of a rail out but there was still the end of the rail. So somebody like gapped out to the end of the rail and, you know, the chatter was like, oh, they just made the spot sicker. There's some nice cosmic justice there for sure too. Yeah, exactly. Was that was that Silas Baxter Neal? I seem to recall him doing that somewhere. The one that I'm thinking of is Chad Barty, like Holly down oh, that- crooked grind on some rail that had like a, a section chopped out. I think this is the first mention of Chad Barty on the podcast. <laughs> could be could be could be the last i don't know i hope we have a long run and have another opportunity to bring chad barty up barty was yeah. good he's very niche pretty yeah niche. it's like uh you know what i mean it's like same thing with diy spots once it's out there it's kind of out in the universe and you know what i mean there's nothing you can do about it really so it's kind of the way i look at it well, what what do you do when you find a new spot jason well just like take a picture of it I live in a really small town, so most of the stuff is kind of uh, easy to identify or whatever. Just kind of take a picture of it. Usually ask my boy, hey, has anyone skated this? Like, what's the bus factor, blah, blah, blah. 
then try to wax it up for a little. Usually it's like a fool's gold type of spot. Either the ground's terrible or ledged on sliders. And so, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Just kind of ask my boyfriend to skate it and then try to hit it up, make it skateable. And then when you when you get a clip or whatever, I mean you're not you're not one for sharing clips of yourself anyway. But are are you keeping the spot close to your chest, or are you just uh, put it out there for everybody to go rip? Oh, um, no, nah, if it's just some random person DM me, I'll probably, but if it was a homie or someone that I kind of looked up to or something that was, you know, cool, I would probably, I would probably let them know. So yeah, it's kind of the way. Look. How about you, Mike? What's your philosophy? I think you can pretty much tell when you can ask about it. So like going back to that introduction in the story anecdote, I admitted as much that like, the spot that I was bummed people were talking about in the comments was a spot that I DM'd someone for coordinates to. And, like, you know, it, it you just know when you can ask. And then, you know, if I didn't know someone, I wouldn't ask. If I didn't know someone that well, I wouldn't ask. I, it, it, it's funny. It's, like, it's not a moving line, but it's totally you know it situation by situation. Totally. How about you? How about you? I remember when I first moved to Portland, I was pretty shameless about it because I just didn't know anybody. And I, yeah, I would ask complete randoms, you know, I would just look at like hashtag Portland skateboarding and be like, oh shit, where's that? And like, yeah, I'll, I'll ask randoms where spots are. I kind of don't fucking care. <laughs> and if a random person asks me where a spot is, I'll probably be happy to tell them where it is. Because for me, like I won't share a spot until I've gotten at least something on it. You know, like I, I would never show somebody a spot that I haven't gotten something on or something that I wanted to get something on that, you know, was, was easy pickings for somebody else. Even though I'm slower to ask, I'm probably more open, like in practice, maybe just because like it's, <laughs> I don't want to be a dick. Uh, that's, that's the whole thing. Yeah. I've found a number of spots out by me. Like I live in, in like, I live Southeast of Portland. So not it's not a heavily trafficked area by skateboarders so there's still some some stuff to be found and then like you know some random you know broken up concrete or whatever yeah and i'll you know hit up my friends to go skate it or whatever but like not post it until i've gotten something something good but then other spots like i i like hit up this ledge at a public transit station and i like put it out there very publicly like hey this is a spot now like go skate it uh, i don't think anybody skated it because it's still like far from everything but yeah, it just kind of depends. Do you guys still actively look for spots? Well, funny thing, sometimes life will just guide you to a spot. Like there's these ledges, like about an hour from here, like in a small town or whatever. And they were in like a bunch of the Dominion slash venue videos. And my ex happened to live like in that town. So I recognize them for, from around town with her or whatever so that's where i found out where it, where that spot was so <laughs> sometimes shit just happens yeah no matter what i'm always looking for spots even like you know i'll be visiting my wife's parents in new jersey don't have my board with me we'll never skate there but i'm still looking i've still like i've even like pulled in somewhere to look at something <laughs> even though i'll never skate it <laughs> so yeah i'm always on the hunt and every <laughs> once in a while i'll make a special effort to like you know, I'll be like, oh, there's like a school up there. I'm going to go like, you know, take a look and see if there's anything to skate up at that school. Can you guys hear that? My cats are going fucking crazy upstairs. <laughs> I could, yeah. Uh, that's, 
Yeah, you kind of always look at stuff with that eye. You know, if you see a ledge or something, you're like, oh, you know, is that smooth or is that a marble ledge over there? So when I'm driving around, I definitely, you know, always look at stuff. I've still got like the growing up in the suburbs mentality where like just that hope that random yeah. industrial park X is going to have something just amazing in it. Yeah. Like I was definitely driving around with my kid today running errands. I was trying to drop some, cl- like donate some clothes to like the epilepsy foundation drop box. And so I'm, I'm in the back of some industrial zone and yeah, it was definitely like, Oh, I'm driving 12 miles an hour. My kids are just kind of like, what is going on? And yeah, I'm eyeballing the entire yeah. industrial park. It's just, it's yeah. It's yeah, great. If, they, if they build a new school, new school, it's like, oh shit! Let me go take a look and see if there's anything, you know, in there or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah, stay searching. You never know when you'll find something. I found a new spot like a year ago. That's pretty good, but I think I'm the only person to skate it more than once, just due to not being around uh, other skaters. <laughs> You're sounding so isolated down there in Southeast Portland. I think it's one of those things where it's like. Everybody lives in Northeast and Southeast just feels like a whole trek to like go out and skate this stuff. And most people just don't, don't want to leave Northeast. So, uh, Northeast Portland is like where the action is, so to speak. Yeah, I guess so. That's where most people live. Like downtown is on the West side and, uh, all right, all right. then like residential and stuff. It's more East side, but Southeast is rare for, uh, people to come out and skate but there's spots where's that spot with the uh like the red and white ledges oh lincoln that's um i think it's technically southwest portland oh, yeah. but it's basically downtown a little outside yeah. of downtown that's why what was that jason that spot always looks sick in like portland trips or whatever yeah that spot is rough like to grind those ledges is uh a chore <laughs> so props to anybody who gets anything at lincoln what did Silas Baxter Neal do there? That was ridiculous. Was it a front blunt, 180 to nose blunt? I think that's what it was. That dude is, uh, there's not many skaters who are rightfully underrated, but he is underrated. Even. I mean, he's skater of the year in like the early 2000s, so I don't I don't know how underrated he could be. For, for all the accolades, I think, there's still like fools who blaspheme him on Twitter. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe correctly rated, like he's rated the proper amount. <laughs> I think Silas probably is properly rated. He's really fucking good, like good on video, good in real life. A very good skateboarder. I'll, I'll defer to you two on that. Oh, do you guys ever uh, sleuth out a spot just by by the background and shit like that? Just like context clues. I definitely do it less for like spots in town here. And more just kind of like, oh, shit, okay, there's a chiropractor office right there. Like, oh, I bet I could figure that out. Oh, Gus is chiropractic. You know, it's just kind of like idle curiosity. I've never done it for any, like, useful purposes. So you'll, yeah. you'll look up yeah. some spot in New York just, just for fun, just to see if you can do it? I mean, I don't know if I've ever gotten as far as looking it up, but, like, I, I will, like, collect those context cues for whatever reason there is no reason to collect them but i do it anyways yeah i'm in the process of doing that now uh these are my clues so far like a a do not enter sign 
so I know it's on a one-way street, and, and there's, like, a hill. Like, downtown Richmond, like, goes downhill a certain way, so might be able to triangulate, like, what street it's on or, like, the area. So maybe the next time I'm out, I'll go try to find it. Gas, gas is pretty cheap these days. <laughs> well, one thing that didn't come up in the story wasn't mentioned by anyone, but I definitely know guys around here who will, like, just late-night Google Maps and zoom in and try to find spots that way. And um, the more I think about doing that, the more insane it is. Because, <laughs> like, what's, what's your success rate? I mean, like, the resolution... I mean, maybe if you had a spy satellite to search for spots, you'd you'd be, like, you'd have the resolution needed. But what's your success rate, Templeton? Uh... It's low, but I think it saves me a trip, you know? Okay, that's a good point. So you can know that there's not a spot there. And there's an alternate view. I think Google Maps has it, but I know Bing Maps has it where you can look. It's like an aerial view, so it's kind of like not fully 100% overhead, you know? It's like at slightly an angle. It's like, I think it's called bird's eye view. And that's really helpful for internet spot searching. Did you just make up Bing Maps, or is that real? That's real. <laughs> I've never heard of that. That's awesome. Yo, shout out anyone that uses Bing as a search engine <laughs> on a regular basis. You're kind of using it. It's your search engine, dog. Spot search engine. Hey, man, you got to use whatever tools are available. But I, I think Google Maps has the, the bird's eye option. Is it almost like, a, I'm thinking like a drone view, or is it just... I'm trying to get a better handle on it. I think it's I think it's an aerial view, so like shot from an airplane. Oh, okay. And you can like rotate it. I'm like pulling up right now. It's very cool. Also, you can use Google Earth, which I've never really got into, but I know people who have. I just want to see the news that Bing Maps stock spikes on Monday morning when the market's <laughs> open. Yeah, we can buy now, and uh, <laughs> you know when the podcast goes live. We'll be, uh, we'll be millionaires. Finally be able to live that rock star lifestyle I've always wanted. Indeed. Uh, in his recent Thrasher interview, Elijah Burl noted that skateboarding might be losing its edge. He said, skating doesn't have that rock star mentality anymore. It's more of a gym juice, foam roller guy kind of vibe. Jason, is Elijah onto <laughs> something? Or had he just not watched the new Sodi Road Trip video? Yeah, I uh, thought about this a lot since that issue of Thrasher came in the mail because... You know, ever since I started skating, pros were, I mean, 100% like rock stars. Like the Bones Brigade, they were like a band or whatever. I still think all their names are fake. <laughs> like, there's no way all of those names are all their real names at the same time. So, of course, even in the 90s, like, you know, I mean, Kareem was kind of like a rock star. Even people like James Kell, because he had that, you know, crazy, you know, charismatic kind of uh aura you know girls seem to like him blah 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 so i i tried to think up two or three criteria a rock star you can apply it to skating or basketball or whatever uh arena a you gotta have a larger than life personality or an extraordinary amount of charisma like dylan for example definitely wasn't like a david lee roth type of guy or whatever but he still had, you know, that aura, that charisma that people gravitated to or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, substance use slash abuse, that list is endless. 
and kind of an extravagant lifestyle. I mean, like, depending on the era, it could be like you have a really nice Civic with a nice set of rims, or it could be like, you know, the infamous Muscalade, or it could be that weird era where like everyone was trying to be like a rap star and driving Aston Martins and shit. So those are the three criteria that I came up with. Well, I feel like there's still some rock stars in skateboarding. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, without doubt. You know, Nyjah, for one, is is like the ultimate rock star. Uh, I don't know about substance abuse. I mean, I'm, I know he's had some crazy parties at his house, and I think that's kind of yeah close enough for me. I know he's, he's an Olympian, so he's got to keep that kind of shit under wraps. Uh, yeah. yeah, but certainly party, larger party. than life and uh, extravagant lifestyle, as well as being an excellent skateboarder. Oh yeah, yeah. Who else? Uh, yeah, there is like Sean, Kevin Bradley. You know, Kevin Bradley definitely has that kind of like personality. Abs- you know, totally fucking stellar natural style skater. Plus, likes the party. So yeah, he would definitely fit in there. Also, you know, not Kellen maybe. That's one of the lyrics to his songs, like "Living Like a Rockstar," blah blah blah. I feel like uh, a shot, maybe I think, like with all the cars and shit, a little bit. He's kind of low key, but I think maybe he might, you know, fit fit the criteria a little, just because of his aura and shit. But um, yeah, he does have a point though. It seems like the dudes that people look up to a lot, like Tiago, like Tiago or Jake Johnson, are just you know. Or like super humble, like kind of low key, like cool to everyone. You know what I mean? So, and I guess they figured out, or a lot of dudes figured out that in order to be, be productive, and you know, in your late thirties and forties, you have to like be on some kind of program. You know what I mean? <laughs> have some type of healthy lifestyle shit going on. Can't just eat Taco Bell and uh, Modelo's all day. No, no, nah. nah. <laughs> uh, once in a while, Taco Bell. It's all right with a with a little Baja Blast, but uh, no, definitely can't eat Taco Bell every day. Yeah, the way the way I see it, kind of morphing is it's like uh, kind of like the NBA, and I guess this is infused a little bit by watching the Last Dance documentary, which is ongoing and awesome. But like, it's kind of a like handle your business and be professional about it, and take care of yourself, and like stay fit because that'll actually help you. But you can still ball out. Accidental pun. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's it's more of a balancing act. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, like, more in balance than it used to be. Like, Baker, Hellrose, all that, as I see in the notes. Um, also want to throw out another rock star candidate, Letitia. Just because, like, her Instagram is, like, clips, beach, hot tub, bikinis. <laughs> like, yeah, she's, well, yeah, she's yeah, rocking out. Yeah, that Baker, Hellrose thing was crazy. It was like, well... Let's just uh, try to base our whole brand on acting like Guns and Roses all the time and jumping down stuff. Seven day weekend. Seven day weekend, wearing like pirate shirts or whatever. Crazy yeah, times. I always, I always thought that was a pretty lame like thing to base your company on, and I I, I feel like Baker still ha- still like banks on that a little bit, but then is like, oh, like we're like sober and like came through on the other side, but like. You know, here's like a deck with some with a, that's like shaped like a forty or something. <laughs> it's kind of like they're kind of like speaking out of both sides of their mouth, which I think is kind of lame. And like I said, I think the whole like substance abuse vibe is lame anyway. I was just gonna say, I think you get to a certain age and it's like, okay, yeah, actually, 
this isn't marketing. It's just kind of a bummer. Um, I know, uh, I guess I've got just a Wes Kramer story on the rock star tip. Because he, he's kind of in that. He's not exactly a rock star. He's like, what, cool stoner? Yeah, it's saw... a cool rich stoner. <laughs> I did see a rock star moment from Wes Kramer. Um, so I was in Helsinki, Finland, summer 2011. I was supposed to be writing a magazine story about an Etnies tour that the story never happened in print. Um, but we were at some stadium for the for the contest that was that weekend, and uh, Kramer walked in with uh, his arms around a couple babes, and then tied to his belt was like a half dozen tampons, and he like walked in with the girls, tampon swinging, throws his board down, does a run. I have no recollection of the run. I only remember the entrance. Shit, I mean tens all around just for the entrance. <laughs> Yeah, like if you're if you're doing shit like that, and if you have like a one name, if if you're in the one name zone, like Wes or Aisha or Nija, you're pretty much in the rock star zone as well. Like that that Venn diagram is almost like a perfect circle. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I can't think of anybody who's just one name who I wouldn't call a rock star. I'm not that good at thinking though. <laughs> 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 not on the fly anyway i gotta do some research and stuff the other end of the contest run spectrum and this is a hearsay story but i believe it some buddies who skated tampa m said like right after the pj lad video came out so this early 2000s pj lad got called for his run and he came from like the back lot at skate park of tampa with a hot dog put the hot dog down skated killed it grabbed the hot dog walked out amazing yeah pj is kind of i would you know consider him a rock star as well but he's kind of like more like a brian wilson like recluse reclusive gene type of guy he's kind of like decamped to india beatles status you know yeah, yeah he's at that stage of his uh, journey <laughs> yeah like, i think so uh in, in india i remember skating a spot and i think it was like out in simi valley or something and uh we were all getting ready to go, and then like PJ Ladd pops his head up from from behind the bleachers, and he had just been like hiding out from everybody the whole time. And then like when everybody was leaving, he popped up to to skate. <laughs> just kind of like exclusive. Oh yeah, feel? that's his uh his vibe for sure. Yeah, but uh, also like I think in the culture as a whole, there's been like a wave as far as like. You know, eating healthier, like healthy lifestyle, blah, 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 veganism. Like when I was in college, I knew like one person that was vegan. Now everyone's vegan. And, you know, they'll tell you all about it. But uh, yeah, I think it's just a, you know, a larger wave in the culture as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think that pro skaters see that their career can last past their 20s. So they're they're like, OK. I need to take care of myself so that I can keep doing yeah. this instead of, you know, getting a real job when I turn 25 and get kicked off all my sponsors. I feel like there's a Mike Sinclair quote where he said, you know, on tour, everybody wants to go to Whole Foods nowadays to get their grub as opposed to being happy with Cracker Barrel or, you know, maybe I'm thinking of the girl in chocolate mainstay. 
Yeah, the, the, the difference, like, yeah, the difference in cultural awareness, I think, definitely plays into this. It also dawned on me when we were doing the intro to this topic, it might have just been, like, Habitat skateboards that killed the rock star status with all the guitars and, like, small dogs and shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that whole vibe, like, trying to be, like, a, uh, like, taking photographs with an old-ass camera, playing guitar like acoustic guitar that whole vibe you know we're like templeton and i are a couple of bell and sebastian devotees but like that shit was more twee than bell and sebastian <laughs> no this was a bell and sebastian head too aren't you yeah yeah, yeah. thinking of some tweets yeah there. yeah i definitely fuck with bell and sebastian hell yeah like who doesn't you know what i mean damn yeah, if don't. you don't fuck with Bell and Sebastian, you don't fuck with mostly skateboarding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stop the podcast right now. <laughs> Unsubscribe. Yeah. I uh, I got one of those Bell and Sebastian bad brain shirts, or it's a bad brain shirt, but it says Bell and Sebastian on it. Nice. I was walking into just like a bar. It's a bar that I was going to in St. Louis, and the bouncer just like stared at me and all I heard was, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yep. Yep. I don't know if we got into the Sodi vid enough to really yell meat flag like I was planning on. Fuck it. Uh, did you notice any rock star uh, type action in the new Sodi video, Mike? I gotta say, I was actually shocked when Milton just focused that window after he did that board slide. Yeah, very rock star, kind of lame. Right. Yeah, getting getting ready for uh, this episode. Actually, I watched you know because I was running out of time. I watched a video on like double speed or whatever, and when I got to that trick, I kind of slowed it down to half speed just to see if he actually like kicked his board out. You know what I mean, intentionally or it was an accident or whatever. And yeah, it was pretty obvious that he intentionally just like went. Yep, and just like you know, kicked it towards the uh, window, which is pretty wild. Like I think some kid in my high school did that when I was in tenth grade, like at the local curb spot or whatever. Yeah, it's an especially shitty move when you're visiting somebody else's town because you know Milton's not really going to have to suffer any of the repercussions of you know that spot getting shut down or whatever. You know, it's just got his trick, and then you know. Kind of maybe ruin the spot for everybody else. Although it didn't really seem like the kind of spot that everybody's, you know, sessioning every day. Yeah, it's definitely not like in a everyday type of spot. But uh, how about Milton's brother, eh? That that kid rips. Is that who yeah. it was? Who was like, kind of looked like a cool current skater, like kind of baggy pants? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, Is yeah, he had been, but I know oh. it's not been. Maybe. Did, like, yeah, he had flip, like front blank kickflip or something. Yeah, exactly that kid, like the front side curvy grind, and then like the front side blunt side kickflip. Oh, yeah, that kid, yeah, he definitely rips. He uh maybe had the best fit in any Thrasher content I've ever seen. It was like like a Hennessy five panel, and then like one of those like beige polo jackets, like with just the top button button. Skating a bowl in that at that. Yeah, definitely, definitely a. Uh, outstanding fit got gotta tell you for sure on the list for uh the, uh i don't know what list but if it's on the list <laughs> mostly fits um yeah i i think i commented on it 
with one of those Supreme edits when Louis Lopez showed up in it. He was just better than everybody. But um, that fact remains. Like, he's not as gnarly as any of those other dudes. Or maybe he is. I just He just didn't decide to be on that trip. But, like, they were skating that bump to look like a shoulder-high bar or whatever that was. And, like, kickflip 5 0 that is just nuts. Like, that dude is yeah. still just so much better than anybody who's ever going to show up in a clip with him. Yeah, Louie is uh, definitely something special on a skateboard, that's for sure. Definitely uh, stood out in this video, even though he didn't chomp any rails or ollie like three double sets in a row or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I was a little underwhelmed by that clip. Like, like the skating was good, um, but I don't know. I feel like I've seen I've seen it all before, except for Milton's brother's fits, <laughs> and like I enjoyed Jack O'Grady. And I don't know. I, I even thought like Louis Lopez's stuff was just kind of like classic Louis Lopez. It was just like everybody was just doing the classics. Yeah. There's definitely like an in-house Thrasher video style now that I think is like so clear cut that it makes it hard to sometimes like differentiate between them. You know, so you've got your freaking meat flag song and then, you know, like your your filler shots are the same. I don't know. It's all just kind of like this like heightened reality gnarly world <laughs> edit that's the same thing every time. Yeah, I was I was kind of digging the meat flag. I was trying to find <laughs> some of their uh some of their tunes, but I think that's Milton's brother's band. I'm making that oh. up, but <laughs> seems like they're they're a little underground, maybe not on Spotify. Yeah, obviously they're like way underground. They don't have like uh any internet presence whatsoever. According to my rudimentary internet research. My theory is that it's an AI created band that comes from the Thrasher server. <laughs> yeah, or, or it could be just some band from like whatever uh, rights free source they use. It's like, right. I mean, we need something kind of like uh, stoner metally. You know what I mean? Better than that stuff in like every Soul Tech video. Oh, yeah, ble- the Bleep Blue Blorp. Or like uh, just kind of amorphous indie rock. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, definitely, I wanted to hear the rest of uh, Grant fucking Taylor. Oh, was was that one of the songs? Yeah, that was the, yeah. that was the first song, Grant fucking Taylor, the song. Is that by Meat Flag? Yeah, by Meat Flag. Who else? <laughs> I don't think he, like I'm just curious to you know hear what lyrics they write about Grant Grant fucking Taylor. I don't know. Yeah, what's the full story of this? The maybe, Grant fucking yeah, Taylor song. Maybe, maybe it's a similar type of vibe as uh, All Hail Cardiel. That song, it's like the the Mike York song from Mouse. Well, yeah, well the well the Mike York song wasn't really like about Mike York. I think it was just dedicated. Dedicated. Yeah, yeah, dedicated Mike York. All hail Cardiel was more like a uh, an ode to Cardiel. Yeah, like about you know about his life and shit. I'm I'm thinking of like the song spectrum and I'm trying to trying to figure this out. It's like. On when one end is dedicated to Mike York, Cardiel, Grant fucking Taylor in the middle, and then like Pat Washington on the far end. Just oh, as yeah. music. Yeah. Evan Smith own music. Caballero own Cav- sorry. Caballero <laughs> own music with the faction. Yes. Which is probably like the the best self scoring out there. Yeah, that's pretty legendary. There's been a ton, man, of like self scoring, like Tommy Guerrero. Oh yeah, fuck Tommy Guerrero, pretty good. Yeah, his shit. Barbie, Muscat yeah, Beach. Shit, Muscat Beach. Damn, Muscat <laughs> Beach. 
Atiba beats, man. I don't think it was. What was Atiba's thing called? I don't remember. I I do remember it one of the songs had, was called Aha. Yeah, it had some different name. It wasn't. I don't think it was Atiba beats or whatever. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Maybe it was just by Atiba Jefferson. Yeah, heavy rotation in Transworld videos at a certain point in time. You need a credit song? I gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Listen, we could go all night about going all night about the. Uh, self-scored video parts yeah we've gotten pretty far off topic but that's fine you guys are used to it uh, that was like two bonus topics yeah more more bang for your buck yeah i see this photo you dropped in the notes now jason on page four <laughs> <laughs> shit well we covered it yeah i'm stoked on yeah it. i think we covered it all right well that brings us to the end of our show where we talk about what we're stoked on Mike, what are you stoked on this week? I am stoked on the fact that Nike.com has the Ishad Bruins on sale right now. Two colorways. I will uh, tell you happily that I now have a skate shoe inventory covered for the rest of 2020. And then um, also today, this very day, I bought my kid a legit bicycle because she was getting into it. And we had a toy one that was just non-functional. And I tried to make enough Walmart skateboards work over my years working at the skate park where I just know that, like, I don't know, those trash, non-functioning skateboards, bikes, etc. piss me off. So um, got the kid a real bike. She's a very intense little person. So, like, the first 20 minutes were very intense. And then she figured it out and um, got a little emotional, guys. It was, like, the little three-and-a-half-year-old. It's her. It's her first little bit of, like, independence you know by the end of it she was half a block ahead of me and then waiting at the corner and then zipping off again so my little one's growing up oh my god that's what i'm stoked on oh yeah what are, what are you stoked on jason well as always stoked on uh, the venture truck company out of san francisco california also if you guys follow me on twitter you know i'm a big fan of the game uh, the division two kind of taking a break from that for a while getting into uh, the new doom game doom eternal if you remember doom from the 90s or the 20 zeros or the 2010s or whatever iteration it's basically like really simple like first person shooter like you shoot all these demons and different creatures with different types of like shotguns and whatnot so pretty psyched on that it's pretty like you know non-stop action so if you're into gaming i would definitely check that out also uh, my boy dan put me on to a little globe clip filmed in australia with some actual according to hoyle apple yard street footage so that was definitely a treat to see still still got it still got it apple yard still got it so yeah i watched that today it was, it was good stuff yeah definitely very solid you know definitely you know good to see some inspirational i mean like as is inspiration some like uh 40 something or late 30s street skating so that was tight. 37 apple yard is 37 Oh, there you go. Anyway, Templeton, what are you stoked on this week? I am stoked on finding old footage on some VHS tapes. Like I said, I was going through a box of old stuff and found some tapes. So I'm going to procure some DVD-Rs and move the tape to DVD and then digitize that DVD onto my computer and then hopefully extract some of those clips and put them on Instagram. But there's you know clips of the homies and clips of like 
this pro contest with like Justin Strubing was there, uh, Mike Carroll was there, mm. Jesse Paez. Um, I think um, I think Jr. Neves was there. Um, so sick contest in North Carolina at a skate park whose name escapes me, but uh, this was like early two thousands street contest. So gonna try and digitize that. And yeah, this is like footage that probably nobody's ever seen or very few people have ever seen. So it'll be cool to get that out into the world. Was uh, it that park that was like outside, like outdoor park, not an indoor park? No, this was indoors. And I remember that this contest was in the winter time and it was fucking cold, like in this giant mm. warehouse. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember the name. Of- yeah, it was like, they must have spent a shitload of money on this place. It was a huge place, like huge ramps that were like, you know, it was like a half pyramid, but it was rounded, but it was made of wood. So it was like all, you know, super technical cutting and stuff like that. Pretty, pretty sick to find that footage again. Yeah, so stoked to find old VHS tapes and also stoked on all the bird pictures that people have been sending. Um, so thanks for sending those bird pics. Bird gang. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the folks at um, Uprise Skate Shop were nice enough to DM me and tell me the bird I think I described as a ill little black one with orange hits on its wings. Um, that's a red wing blackbird, for the record. Yeah, peep it in your Peterson guide. <laughs> so uh, that's it for our show this week. Be sure to check out MostlySkateboarding.net for links to the things that we talked about and other show notes. In the meantime, you can keep up with us online. Uh, Jason, where can the people find you? On the Twitter, at Carbonite1994. On the Instagram, Frozen and Carbonite. I mean, at Frozen Carbonite. And writing stuff on the Quarterstacks website. Sick. Mike, where can the people find you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram with the same handle, at M Munzenrider. How about you, Templeton? I am on Twitter at Mostly Skate and on Instagram at Mostly Skateboarding. See you guys next week. Later. It's not that